Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, November 4th, and headed to the weekend. I hope you're looking forward to that as well. And Lord willing, we will be here on Sunday morning behind the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church, and love to have you come and be with us. Let me mention something before we go to the song and then the message. I've not said a lot about it, but we're headed up towards Election Day this coming Tuesday, and I'd like to take this opportunity to encourage you to go out and vote. And I don't tell you how to vote. I say sometimes half-joking that you don't have to vote like me unless you ride with me, and then I'm not going to carry somebody to the polls that's going to cancel my vote. Amen. But I'm not telling you how to vote other than we've got an amendment, a constitutional amendment on the ballot for our Kentucky Constitution. And that amendment is saying that we do not have any kind of statement concerning the right to abortion in our state. In other words, if you don't want abortion allowed in our state or you want abortion to be uh, applied to the state rather than to the federal government, and stop anybody from being able to override that, some judge or some issue be able to override that that is in our state constitution, then you need to vote yes for that amendment. In other words, it's called yes for life. That's the idea. If you're for the stopping of abortion, vote yes in this upcoming election. hope you will go and cast your ballot on that Tuesday, November the 8th. All right. Having said that, we're going to get ready to go to the message that we began on Monday's broadcast. But first, I've got a song by the Shepherd family. Now, as we look in the scripture, we are looking today and all this week at Exodus chapter number 33. We've got an extended reading today. Exodus 33, verses 9 through 23. We're going to be focusing primarily on verse number 18 and following. But our reading again for this week is Exodus 33, verses 9 through 23. I'm preaching on the prayer request of Moses. He asked for a view of God's glory. He said, show me, I pray thee, thy glory. So I'm preaching this week on a view of God's glory. And we began this message on Monday and have continued it throughout this week. Dealing the first three days with the first point, that is the gracious manifestation, what God showed Moses by his grace. And then yesterday we started up on the point of the gracious concealment. We're going to continue that on today's program and finish up with the final point, that is the gracious shielding. Again, sometimes God's mercy shields some things, conceals some things from us. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. It's chapter number 33, Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter number 33, verse number 9, the Bible says, And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and worshiped every man in his tent door. 
And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. By the way, there's a good blessing. We need some young men that's going to stay with the stuff. Amen. When the, when it's time for us the older men to turn and depart, some young men to stay with the tabernacle. Amen. To stay with the things of God. Joshua was that young man. Look at verse 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. Thou hast found, hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. And consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Amen. If God's with you, you'd be a separate people. Amen. Verse number 17, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Look at verse 18. That's really where I want to deal with. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and I and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Well, it wouldn't be a good God that let sinners into heaven. I've already touched on it. Amen. I've touched on it. It wouldn't be heaven if God let everything in there. Amen. There's got to be some restrictions. God has declared that it is His will that men come in repentance. That it is His will that men come in believing Him. Amen. In faith that they come to God. Amen. God has chosen, God has declared that man to come to God must come in repentance and in faith. They must come turning from their sin and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way they can come to God. Or else they will go to hell. It's not the goodness of God sending them to hell. It's the goodness of God that gives them an option to stay out of hell. Amen. It's the badness of men that cause them to go on their way to hell. It's the wickedness of men that cause them to reject the Savior. It's the wickedness of men to say, I'm not turning loose of my sin. It's the wickedness of men that cause them to love their sin and hang on to their sin right and ride it into hell. It's the wickedness of men. Amen. Amen. God made the rules. And even He is going to go by those rules. Amen. 
God loves mankind. I, I understand that. He's made a way that whosoever will may come to Him, may be saved. But God is too holy. God is too just to allow His goodness to pardon unrepentant and unbelieving sinners. Amen. Now, I say this. Uh, God, God is sovereign. I believe that. You can't see, uh, you can't get a proper picture of God without seeing both His sovereignty and His grace. I'll say His sovereignty and His goodness. You have to. You have to see both of them. Amen. If you fail to see God as sovereign, you just see His goodness, you'll think God's a pushover. Just anything can go on. Amen. Likewise, if all you see is the sovereignty of God, don't see the grace of God, you'll think God picks and chooses some to go to heaven and others to go to hell. When in reality, God's a gracious God that made that option out there. It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's the Scriptures. Amen. Amen. And so here's, here's what I'm saying. God's not an overbearing despot that's just wanting to send people to hell. Matter of fact, He wants to show goodness. He wants to show mercy. He wants to show grace. But God will not force a man to believe against His will. Amen. Amen. God will offer them the truth. God will offer them His goodness. And by the way, His goodness will lead them to repentance. Amen. But if they refuse to believe the gospel, and they refuse to repent, they choose to die in their sin. They choose it. And when they die, their blood will be on their own heads. Amen. Or blood on their own hands, however you want to say it. There's the gracious manifestation. God shows that out. And then number two, there's the gracious concealment. Verse number 20. Gracious concealment. Look at verse 20. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. God said, I have to conceal something from you, Moses. I know you want to see me, but I'm so powerful that you can't you can't indulge in all of it. You, you you can't wrap your arms around all of it. Amen. It's like I remember several years ago, I was working in, in drywall. We was doing a job up in Boone, North Carolina, and there's snow on the ground. It's cold, and uh, they had, had had temporary power run there. And uh, we got the space heater out one morning. It's before daylight. We got there before daylight so we could get it warmed up. Hopefully go to spreading mud, you know, on up in the day. And we had some we was going to hang and then start spreading mud. We want to get it all warmed up. And we're in there. And uh, one of the helpers, I was I was just a helper at the time. Another one of the helpers went and plugged the space heater up. But he plugged it up to 220. And that space heater, it heated like crazy for about two seconds. And it was done. You know what happened? There's too much power for that thing to handle. That's what God said about Moses. Moses, you want to see me, but there's too much there for you to handle. You can't, and by the way, these people think you got God figured out. <laughs> they got a hold of 220 and they ain't made to handle 220. Amen. They can't handle it. Amen. They can't handle, I can't handle it. I can't say, I'm not saying I got all this stuff figured out. I got it all mapped out and planned. No, God's too big for us to see all of God. Amen. There's some things concealed from us that we can't know. Amen. It's beyond our knowledge. It's beyond our understanding. Amen. And we can't see all those things. And so God said to Moses, you can't look on my face. Can I say to you, it was grace that concealed the face of God from Moses. It would have killed Moses instantly if he'd seen the face of God. Amen. There's some things in our life we say, Lord, I wish I understood that. And God says, no, it's better off that you don't. Amen. 
Some things in life we may get a little bit upset. We may get a little bit anxious or a little bit impatient thinking that why is God withholding that information from me? Or why is God withholding that particular thing from me? God may very well be concealing it for your own good. Amen. May be just His grace sparing you from those things you don't need to look upon. Amen. God has good reason to hide some things from us. Amen. There's some things we don't need to see. Face to face. You, you look back over this past year. You think about all the things that God graciously concealed from you and I. Amen. Only brought it to light at the proper time. Amen. God's good. God deserves glory and praise for His graciousness in concealing some things from us. Amen. I'll touch this point and I'll get to my last one. I remember a young man back in North Carolina. He got to seeking after God. He'd lived a very a very loose life in the past. He'd been a sinner, made profession, later got saved by the grace of God. He got to seek it after God. When he really got serious with God, started having family altar, started trying to lead his family in a way, and he'd let them run wild. By the way, he'd waited too long to try to rein them in. Don't wait too long. Amen. Don't wait too long. He waited too long to try to rein them in, and some little bit later, things started coming to light. Things started showing up about some sin that was in his home that he was unaware of. One thing after another. One day he came over to my house weeping. He said to me, he said, Brother Farrell, I don't understand. He said, when I started asking God to help me and I started getting serious with God, he said, all these problems started appearing. And here's what I said to him. I said, Martin, it's just like you walking through your living room with no lights on. I said, you flip the light on and there's a couch. It didn't just happen to be there. It was there all along. You just didn't see it. And I said, that sin in your home was there. But when you started seeking God, God turned the light on. Amen. That's what He'll do for me and you. Amen. Amen. But some of those things that are concealed, thank God that they are. And God in His proper time will turn the light on those things. Amen. There is a graciousness of God that manifests Himself. There's a graciousness of God that conceals some things from us. And He deserves glory even for those things that are concealed. Amen. And then there's the gracious shielding. And that ties right in with that concealing and shielding because of this. But look at verse number 20. And He said, it's still God, God speaking. And He said... Thou canst not see my face. That's verse 20. Let me jump down to 21. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me. <laughs> Woo! God just happened to have a place right there for Moses. And there is a place by me. And thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. God said to Moses, I've, been had, I've got to hide some things from you, but I've got a hiding place for you. I've got a place you can get that I can cover you just how you need to be covered, and you can see just what you need to say. Amen. God said there is a place by me. He said there is a rock on which you can stand. There is a cutout place in that rock in which you can hide. Hallelujah. Amen. God said, I've got a standing place and I've got a hiding place. Amen. Don't you think he's talking about Jesus? Amen. We wouldn't have, as they say, a leg to stand on. But thank God on Christ the solid rock I stand. Amen. 
Amen. All other ground is sinking sand. Amen. And thank God that rock was riven for you and I. There's a cleft of the rock. Amen. Rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Amen. Thank God for Jesus, our riven rock. Amen. In Jesus we can hide. In Jesus we can find a standing place where we can see God. Amen. I'll say this. He said there's a rock by me. That rock is riven. There's a, there's a, he called it a cleft. Today's language, that would be with an E, a cleft of the rock. Not a cliff like we think with two F's, C-L-I-F-F, a jumping off. No, it's not a jumping off place. It's a hiding place. Amen. By the way, faith is really not just a leap in the dark. Faith is not just jumping off a cliff. Faith is hiding in the grace of God. Amen. Faith is standing on the solid rock of God's Word and hiding, wrapping yourself in the promise of God. Hiding, amen, in the promise of God, in the person of Jesus Christ. Well, here's, I'm thinking about that. You know where our rock was riven, don't you? It's on Calvary. For a man or woman or boy or girl, for anybody to ever see God, they need a hiding place. You know how they're going to have to see Him? They're going to have to go to Calvary. Spiritually, they're going to have to go to Calvary. They're going to have to see our rock, amen. Not just our rock in His firmness, our rock in His stand, but they're going to have to see our rock in His favor, our rock in His giving of Himself as the Savior for mankind. They're going to have to see our rock as He is riven, amen, as He is pierced. They're going to have to see our rock as He bleeds and dies for the souls of men, amen. Take a trip up to Calvary. Look upon the God-man, pierced for our sins, amen. All our hopes of ever seeing an omnipotent, omnipresent, holy God is from our hiding place in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, there's coming a day when men without Christ are going to have to look upon God. They're going to come face to face with God one day. Brother Steve touched on it at Sunday school this morning. God knows everything we've done, even if nobody else ever knows. He mentioned about that that preacher that's dirt's come out on him lately. By the way, that's what happened to... When Ehud stabbed Eglon and the shaft went in and the fat closed around, the Bible said the dirt came out. And one preacher said, the dirt's going to come out on you one day, big boy. Well, that's true, ain't it? The dirt comes out. And he said this dirt had come out on this fella and people's finding out. Well, I'm telling you, God knew all along. And God knows about me and you. And God knows about the sinner and all the things they're hiding behind. All the false things they're putting up. All, all the lies they're telling. All the deception they're doing is not hiding them from an all-seeing God. One day they're going to stand before God without a hiding place. One day they're going to stand before God without a standing place. The heavens and the earth are going to flee away. And they're going to face God face to face with no rock to stand on. Because they've rejected the Son of God. But today, we have the same option Moses did. If you'll just say, Lord, I want to see you, glory. You know what God will say? The only way is come to the rock. The only way is to slip up by me and hide in the riven rock. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. As God spoke to you this morning, and as we give an invitation time, if you need to come, if you need to move, if the Lord spoke to you, would you come? Would you obey the Lord? Do you need to come pray? You need to come pray. When we come together in the house of God, we ought to ask God, Lord, let us see your presence. Lord, let somebody get hungry for thee. Lord, let somebody see the rock. Let somebody find the hiding place. Let somebody see your goodness. One more time. 
Heavenly Father, I pray You'd do it this morning. I pray You'd draw sinners and saints alike. Lord, that You'd draw us close to Thy side. You'd draw nigh to us. We'd draw nigh to You, Lord, we pray. Bless in this invitation time. Help sinners to believe and repent and be saved by the goodness of God. We'll thank You in Jesus' name. We ask it all. Amen and amen. We're going to sing as we do. The Lord spoke to you. Do you need to come? And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 10.15 a.m. And then the preaching time at 11.05 a.m. as well. Sunday evening service is at 6.30 p.m. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. And I would like to announce that, Lord willing, I will be back on Sunday morning and be preaching here in the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church on this Sunday morning. And then Brother Jimmy Moyes is going to be back with us on Sunday night. We'll still be here, but he'll be for us as well on Sunday night. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.